nobody's an island. That's an old cliche and stuff, but everything that you do, everything that you achieve is because other people have helped you one way or another. And I know people that will ask actually. You're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at the right And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hi everyone. And welcome to the Mind Estate segment of the Right Club podcast. My name is Laurel Simmons, and my co-host today is Daniel Saint-Jean, who is also a co-founder of the Right Club, along with Sarah Larby, Alfonso Salemi, and myself. For those of you who listened to part one, you'll know that you're in for a treat. And if you haven't listened to part one of this podcast, please go listen to it first. There's lots of information that Nancy is sharing. It's going to make a big difference into your understanding of this part of the podcast. Nancy has a master's degree of psychology from the University of London in the UK. She set up a system which is very progressive and it goes from step one to step seven. So if you miss those first few key steps, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. So we highly recommend that you go to nancymorris.com slash rightclub and get your copy of the workbook that she's got available for you. Again, that's nancymorris.com slash rightclub, N-A-N-C-Y-M-O-R-R-I-S dot com slash R-E-I-T-E C-L-U-B, nancymorris.com slash right club. Before we get into the interview, one more time, I'm going to say we are so excited about our online community that will be up soon, depending on when you're, you're listening to this podcast, it may already be up. All you have to do is go to therightclub.com, and if you see something that you haven't seen before in terms of asking you to sign up, go ahead and sign up because that'll give you access to people across the country, to content that you haven't seen before, forums, services that you can access. It's We've spent a lot of time and energy and thought we put into this. So go ahead, sign up, and we'll see you on the web. And number two, of course, as always, we'd be really grateful if you rated us on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever platform it is that you use to listen to your podcast. We really appreciate your ratings and it helps us get in front of other people so that they too can take advantage of all the content that we offer. So I'm not going to say any more. Just relax, listen to what Nancy has to say, grab that notebook or that workbook and let's take it away. So, and now we're moving on to step four. So, so far we've done our goal statement, which is based on a behavioral performance goal. We've, and it's, you know, specific, but not so specific that you got bogged down in the how, et cetera, et cetera. Then we've gone on to our celebration statement. Again, very brief, but something that is specifically designed for you. So on April 1st, the day after I've achieved the March 30th performance goal, I am going to soak in my jacuzzi tub with a glass of Irish cream looking out the window at my new car. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we've double checked our commitment. So we've gone back to the goal statement and we checked in with ourselves. Step three is, is checking your commitment. So now step four, this is the planning part. And many of the other things like smart goals and grow goals and things like that don't have this element. And when I was putting this system together, I 
wanted to be very careful in what I did at this point, because this is the point other than the goal statement, which is often, you know, desired outcomes or wants rather than behavioral goals. The planning stage is usually where people get bogged down or completely screwed up. So, so let's pull this apart, but, but do it fairly quickly because I want the planning stage for anybody's goal to be quick. As we all know, people can plan themselves into inaction. You know, it's like, I, I'm going to focus on the design of my business card for the next six months. You know, like you, can, you can prepare as much as you want. But so the plan that I've used is one that's often used in marketing departments at the very early stages of planning out a marketing strategy. And it's the stop, start, more of plan. And it's very, very simple. So you've, you've got your performance goal statement, which is I'm going to every right club event and putting my hand out to three new people. That's part of the goal statement over the next six months. So between now and what would that be, say, June 1st or whatever. Okay, what are three things I need to stop doing in order for this to happen? Well, I need to stop overscheduling myself. I need to stop telling everybody I'm available on the nights that I know the right club events are going on. And I need to stop arriving late so that I don't have time to network with people. So those could be three stops. Would the, do those sounds like good stops to you guys? For Yeah, and, and I need to stop going to the events with somebody I know because uh, if I talk with yeah. that person all evening, I'm not reaching out to other people. Also, when I reach, when I get to the event, I turn my phone off until I leave at the event because sitting there at the table and what checking my emails all evening is not going to help me shake more hands. But that's a really good example of something you want to start doing, which is the next question. I want to start turning my phone off so that I'm not interrupted. Okay. So we've got the stops. Now don't just flip it around to make the starts opposite of the stop. So I'm going to start turning my phone off as soon as I get to the event. I'm going to, what else? What am I going to start doing? Start going to the event by myself. Start going to the event by myself. Yeah, good one. And what else? One more. I'm going to start arriving 30 minutes before the start of the event, and I'm going to stay as late as I possibly can. Okay. Yep, that works. So we've got stops, start, and now more of. Because generally speaking, people are already doing something that can be helpful for the achievement of their performance goal. So what could somebody be already doing that they want to do three new, like do it more, three things they want to do more of to make the, to, to help them to achieve the performance goal so that desired outcome is more likely to happen. What do you think? So what if I, if I said, all right, I want to, at every event, I make an appointment in my calendar, the two of us make an appointment to meet. What if I say, I want to do that for two people or three people, whatever it is. So I, I will do more of, in other words, I will set two appointments in my calendar. What do you mean by appointments? I don't understand. Sorry, meeting someone in person. You can't control that. What do you mean I can't control that? If I'm setting an appointment to meet them, at, a, at like for coffee or to talk, that I am, I am setting the appointment with that person. You mean at they, the event? At the event. At the event. Yeah, I, but I'm what in person? That's not. That's not. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was confused as to what you meant. Okay. Yeah. That works. It's, so I'm already setting one when I go to an event. So now I'm going to set two. Right. Okay. Okay. 
That's if, of course, you meet enough people that you can do that. Yes. Right. So that's, and that's not within your control. No. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's, but it's a good start for the more of plan. It's intentional. But it, so it's a good start for the more of plan. It, it's not really a, something that's totally within your control. So your more of plan, your stop start more of plan really needs to be within your control. So let's think of some other ideas of more of. Well, for example, if I'm making five calls a day and I want to say starting next week or, or tomorrow, I'm going to make seven calls a day. Would that be a more of? That would be a more of, yes. I mean, it wasn't part of this one, but yes, that would be an example of a more of. Okay. So if I'm, you know, if I'm already making five. So if going back to the goal about the performance goal about going to every event, what am I already doing that if I did more of it would be beneficial to my longer term performance goal? Well, we could cheat by saying we could use one of the start or, or stop and, and cheat and go, okay, I'm already spending 120 minutes at these events because I go there for two hours. Starting now, I'm going to arrive 30 minutes early, so I'm going to do more of, I'm going to spend more time there and I'm going to leave later. So I'm going to spend more time again talking with people at the event. So in a way, <laughs> you can interpret that many different ways. You can. I mean, it's the, the key thing with any of this is the start, the stop, and the more, pardon me, the stop, because that's the first one, stop, start, and more of has to mean something to you. So in terms of this particular performance goal, which is going to every right club event and sticking my hand out to three new people, the more of could be, like for me, I might say, you know those lit up badges that you have, name badges? Yeah. That's kind of a more of because it makes you stand out more. And it makes, so I'm going to get one of those so I stand out more and it makes it easier for me to approach. That's kind of like a more of because I'm going to do more of that. I'm already wearing a name badge. Now I'm going to do more of that, okay. more of that because I'm going to get one of these lit badges. Okay. Um, I'm already dressing well, but I'm going to dress even better or I'm already paying attention to my attitude when I walk through the room, now I'm gonna pay more attention to that. Am I coming in with a positive attitude? Am I being cocky and arrogant? Or am I being warm and friendly? These are the sorts of things that I'm talking about, things that you're already doing that you can just ramp up a bit. Okay. So those would be examples for this particular performance goal. I'm going I to usually, sorry, what's that? I was going to say, I already kind of listened to people when, but now I'm going to make an effort to do more listening, more yes. eye contact, more whatever it is that yes. I'm already doing, but I'm going to do even more of it. And, and if you do all of these things, trust me, after six or seven months of that, it's going to show results. Hey, Right Club Nation. Just wanted to stop the podcast really quickly to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan and his team have been a longtime supporter of The Right Club and now The Right Club Podcast. Dylan and his team have been personally helping me find a property in the Hamilton area, and I know for a fact he's helped many Right Club Nation members find their investment property. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much, Alfonso. Proud supporter and sponsor of not just The Right Club and Right Club Podcast, also of Jag Properties and everything you guys all do in your end. So thank you so much for having me on here. Myself, I'm an investor and an agent. I have a team of five that work with Keller Williams, all investors, and we service the Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara region, both residential and investment-based properties. Just want to leave the podcast with a quick tip for the month. Tip of the month 
the winter months bring opportunity to negotiate better prices and extremely favorable terms. If you want the best negotiator in your corner for investment properties or residential real estate, give us a call at 905-592-4220. You can check us out at all the Right Club events. Email us at info at elevationrealty.ca. Check us out online at elevationrealty.ca. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Back to you, Alfonso. All right. And like Dylan said, if you haven't met him or anybody on his team, definitely check out the next Right Club event. They're there every event. Thank you so much for your support, Dylan. Now, back to the podcast. Yes, and that's a really good example, like the eye contact, the listening, the, these sorts of things. You're going to be more engaged with speaker. You're going to pay more attention to the things that you could learn. You're going to spend more time uh, looking at the booths of your sponsors or something and, you know, all that sort of stuff. These are all more ofs. Okay. Now, I, I normally suggest five to seven, but for our time together, you know, it's three. But it's, as you can see, you've got to think about it. Like, what, what do I need to stop doing? Those are actually usually pretty simple. People can usually come up with those really quickly. And what they often do with the start is they just turn it around. And that's why I said you can't do that. It's you got to come up with something new. And then the more ofs usually cause people some, some struggle. So stop, start, more of five to seven habits, behaviors, actions, whatever. And you start there because we're just starting. And over the course of this next six months of this particular performance goal, things are going to change. But we need to get started. In a minute, we're going to, we're going to look at the system that helps you to measure your stop-start-more-of plan and whether or not it's working for you. But you've got to get started. So the stop-start-more-of plan is just a nice, simple way to get started, but it also keeps you focused. And these things are usually very simple behaviors to implement. So that's And I wanted to keep this part of the system really simple because as i said most people get bogged down as they overcomplicate things and so they do things in such a way that just add these layers of complication that just are going to make them stop and not continue towards their their performance goals not continue along but one of the ways that you can prevent that other than reading my book <laughs> is to to get yourself what i call a goal getter gang now a lot of people talk about having a mastermind group, a support team, or, or something along those lines. But your goal-getter gang is a little bit different because in masterminds and stuff, it's usually an equal sharing of objectives or conversation points or whatever. It's equal. But a goal-getter gang is specifically there to support you in achieving your performance goal. This is step number five of the system, and this is a step that most people skip. They just skip right over top of it and go, no, 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 don't want to do that because I don't want to look like I need help. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to impose on other people. I don't want to sound, you know, like an idiot. I don't want to make people uncomfortable so they say yes when they really want to say no, blah, blah, blah. All the reasons why most people don't ask for help. And usually when somebody has not achieved a very well laid out performance goal, after they've done their celebration statement and their commitment and their stop, start, more of plan, it's because they skip this step that they don't achieve that performance goal. Because what you want to do is find a handful of people, again, usually three to five people. It can be a little bit more, a little bit less, but I, I usually say no less than three that you get on your team to help you. 
And one of the best ways to do this is to ask them for something specific. So Laurel, knowing you and our working relationship, I would have you on my team to kick my ass when I'm talking ridiculous things. <laughs> so I would have you be the one that holds me accountable. So in the download that people will get, there is a, a little layout of how to do this. But I would come to you, Laurel, and I would say, so my performance goal statement is that I want to go to the right club meetings for the next six months and put my hand out to three new people at each event that I go to. And I want you to hold me accountable. And the best way to hold me accountable is to, for us to speak within a day or two of the event, I'll send you the calendar and we're gonna speak. And if you could just ask me how it went, what worked, what didn't, did I, what did I learn? Who did I meet? You know, and stuff like that. That will hold me really, really accountable. Laurel, are you prepared to do that? Can you help me that way? I sure can. See, that's how easy it can be, right? And it makes it simpler for you, Laurel, because I'm asking you for a very specific request. This is what I need from you. And Danielle, I might say to you, let's say I'm working on a financials and I think you probably balance sheets better than I do, financial information better than I do. So maybe I would come to you and with a different kind of performance goal and say, Danielle, can you help me understand these, the, the premise and the ideas of profit and loss, say. So some of what we want from our goal getter gang is like the accountability stuff I'm mentioning. And then other people in your goal getter gang can be there because they have pieces of information. So in my example, Danielle, you know more about profit and loss statements than I do. So I want you in my team because I need for a particular goal, I need to know more about that. So over the course of say the next three months of my goal, can I pick your brain from time to time about profit and loss statements? Would yes, you be willing to do that? Yes, See? Because I've made a specific request. If I just sort of said to you, I need to understand finances better. Can you help me? I mean, that's, that's, that's a big, yeah, it's too broad a statement. So again, three to five, maybe seven people in your goal getter gang who you share the goal statement with and you make a specific request of. And it's okay if they say no, but people, let me ask you guys, I know it's kind of a rhetorical question, but I got to do it because it's really important. <laughs> when you help somebody, how does it feel? Good. Why? Sense of accomplishment. You've helped them have a sense of accomplishment or no. you get a sense of accomplishment? I get a sense of accomplishment because I helped them do something they wanted to do or whatever. Okay. That's good. Laurel, how about you? Do you like to help? Absolutely. I guess it... And bottom line, I think it just makes me feel like I'm a better person. And you see, if I was sitting here saying, but I can't ask them for help because then I'll look like an idiot. What it means is that you don't get to feel a sense of accomplishment, Danielle, from helping me and Laurel, you don't get to feel like a better person because I'm being too embarrassed to ask for your help. So everybody loves to help. And then I usually, and when I'm doing a presentation, I say, and do you feel imposed upon when people ask for your help? Sure, sometimes we're very busy and we don't like to help. But generally speaking, if somebody's asked for our help, we'll do that before we do, say, the dishes. Or, you know, <laughs> we'll do that before we do other things. People actually love to help other people. So if somebody's reason for not reaching out to create this goal getter gang is because they don't want to look like an idiot. They don't want to 
ask for help. They don't want to feel like a fool. They don't want to impose upon people. All of those things are not happening in the mind of the other person. Mm -hmm. So but, but it's you, only you, in yours. You have said, I think you put your, your finger on it there. It's, it's, you're being very specific because often if someone comes to me and says, well, can you help me set up my business? Like, like <laughs> no, that's like, no, I really can't because I got my own business to set up and run. Exactly. But yeah. if, if it's specific, like, can you spend 15 minutes with me this week to go over this specific problem and this is what I need or challenge or whatever it is, yep. right? Yep. I need three names and I need some of your thoughts on this particular issue mm -hmm. then I'm more than happy to help. Exactly. The more specific it is and, the, and then tying it to your goal statement, so me explaining to you why I want your help, makes it so simple for you to say yes and it also makes it i'm giving you complete permission to say no i mean it, it's so it's a very easy conversation to have but this is the one that most people skip over and it, it's really detrimental to a person's success not to have these people around us and again nobody's an island that's an old cliche and stuff but Everything that you do, everything that you achieve is because other people have helped you one way or another. And I know people that will ask, actually ask, for example, family members not to bug them on, say, Friday nights because they want to spend four hours studying or something, right? So you can ask people to be a part of your gang by leaving you alone, like by by staying out of your way or by you know doing something else instead of what they normally do so the key thing is to look at your stop start more of plan and decide which of those areas you might stumble with those are the people you want to find for your gang so for me it might be the accountability piece and then i would immediately phone up you laurel and say this is what i'm working on you know can i can I send you an email once a week with a report? Because even if you never read it, the fact that I need to send you that report holds me accountable. So I know for myself what works best for me, what my gaps of awareness are, what my strengths and weaknesses are, all that sort of stuff. So I get people around me, depending on the goal, who I know can fill those bits. Like I say, sometimes it's about action, it's behaviors, and sometimes it's about information. And very briefly, a, a quick story, a woman I was working with years ago here in Ottawa, she was building her business and there was somebody else in the city who was very successful already in this type of business. And I said to her, I said, who do you want on your, on your goal getter gang? And she gave me a few names like her husband and this person, that person. And then she said, oh, and it would just be so great if I could have this person, let's call her Jane, this person in my goal getter gang because she was just flatten my learning curve. I said, well, why don't you phone her up and see if she'll go out for coffee with you once a month as long as you're buying, you know, and, and uh, she said, well, I don't know her. And I said, I don't care. You know, like you want to see if she'll help you out. Maybe she will, maybe even just once or twice over the course of the next few months, she'll, she'll meet. And she really resisted me. She didn't want to phone up this woman, but eventually she did. And they're still friends to this day. So the woman was so excited to, I mean, she went for coffee. It was like an informal thing once every six weeks, I think, while she was working on her goal. And then the relationship just continued. And they're still friends. They meet up every couple of months for a quick coffee. And now it's sort of a, a mutual support between the two of them because my client has strengths in areas that perhaps Jane doesn't. So 
you know, now they help each other out. So it, it, you don't even have to know the person. People sometimes fall over themselves to help others, particularly if the request is quite specific. So I overemphasize this area of getting a goal getter gang together, but it's actually super, super important. So I will emphasize it over and over again. So many, 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 many times when we hear about an accountability partner, that's what you're talking about, except yes. you're talking about accountability partners in the plural. I, that's just the first time that I hear that. I usually hear find an accountability partner and then team up with that person and you push them, they push you, you report to them, they report to you, but you're saying more than one. More than one, but I'm, I'm not at this point in time. If it's my goal, I'm not helping them with their goal at this point in time. They're helping me with mine. Right uh, now, it's okay. one direction. Okay? So, they're, like, they're like my team. Uh, in future, more than I, I'll help them. But when I, I mean, granted, Laurel, you and I have helped each other at the same time with different goals and stuff like that, and sometimes you can do it. But really, the key is, Danielle, I want your help. In future, I'll help you with your stuff, but right now, I need your help. Okay. You That's the sort of thing that you want to do. Okay. But yes, m several of these accountability partners or several of these people who can inform your behaviors, choices, and decisions who can help you out in that regard. Okay. And okay. by the way, uh, it's a good thing that you're asking Laurel to help you with your commitment to shake some hands at the uh, event because if it was me, I would have done it differently because you said, Call me, you know, we'll talk about it two, three days later. Me, I would, I would go to you with, uh, when the meeting ends and I would say, how many sh hands did you shake? You'd say two. I'd say, well, you're not leaving here until you shake another one. And I would stand by the door if I had to. And I would not let you get out until you've, shook, you've shaken your, your third hand for the evening. But anyway, that's <laughs> Well, maybe maybe that's why. See, Laurel wouldn't wouldn't be quite that bad, and that's good. <laughs> maybe somebody else wants that kind of ass kicking, but I think if it was Laurel, she and I would just stand there and have an argument. So. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so two more points to get through. Yeah. Step number six is just, and it's in the workbook, so I'll, I'll go over it really quickly. It's about taking all of your stop, start, more of plan and actually writing it into your schedule however you have a schedule whether it's on your smartphone or outlook or whatever paper diary thing you schedule those actions in so you schedule in the hour every week that you need to study such and such a document or such and such a book you actually you don't sort of say oh well i'll, I'll just do it if i have time on wednesday night no no you schedule it in from nine to ten on wednesday you schedule in all of the right club events as, as we said you schedule in your head the time it's going to take you to approach those three people i need to give myself because i know how i operate a good 20 minutes per person or to, to get myself geared up to do it or whatever it is and you schedule that in in your head so you schedule it in and you you choose the date depending on the type of action it is by which that thing will be done by or you just schedule it in so you know if it's going to the gym three times a week going back to that i'm going to the gym three times a week between eight and ten monday wednesday friday schedule it in and that does not change unless you know the house burned down the gym burned down or your gym clothes burned down like that it stays the way that it is it's really important to get that in there and then also again in the workbook there's a way that you can check in every single day 
and check that you're on track. This is a really important thing to do is check that you're on track because if you're not, then what the heck is the point? There's a, a true story that comes out of NASA about the moon landing, the first lunar landing in 1969. And I even remember that. Um, and so they travel from Cape Canaveral in Florida to the Sea of Tranquility on the moon, what was it, four days or something like that, all the way, or, or a significant part of the way, they were actually off course. And they kept having to tweak their trajectory as they got closer and closer to the moon. So, you know, NASA, Cape Canaveral, and the capsule, they're, they're watching to, to make sure they're on track. And as they approach they leave the thingy, whatever it was called, up in the orbit of the moon, and the capsule starts going down. Neil Armstrong recognizes that the original destination was covered in very, very large boulders. So as he's coming down, after traveling for four days and a quarter of a million miles or something like that, in the last few hundred yards or whatever, he has to steer that capsule away from the original pinpoint of the sea of tranquility because had they landed there they would have crashed so if you have for example a three-month goal or a six-month performance goal and you don't bother checking in you're you're going to shoot right past the moon that's basically sort of the moral of the story if they were just sitting back smoking cigars well first off they'd blow up but if they were just sitting back not paying attention they just would have shot straight past the moon because they kept having to change their trajectory and when you're going towards a performance goal you have to change your trajectory that's a tough word and and check in so there's a way of doing it it's just asking yourself a couple of very simple questions and so Basically, step six and seven is putting all of your information into your day timer and then having that sheet and a copy of that sheet for every single day of your plan, every single day of your goal, even if you're not going to do anything that day, at least checking in for five minutes in your head, repeating your goal statement, writing it out, thinking about your plan, are, are you know, are you doing the things that you say you're going to stop doing, start doing and doing more of? Because as you progress through the plan and you get into, say, week two and week five, you'll start to see other things that you can stop, start and do more of. You'll start to see things that are working and that aren't working quite right. And you'll naturally adjust to that. But you have to pay attention to it. You have to notice it. And that's why having a sheet of paper that just sort of says, you know, are you on track? what's working, what's not quite right yet, what are you doing tomorrow, something really, really simple like that helps you to stay focused. It also keeps your performance goal and your actions top of mind because we receive in excess of 50,000 messages per day into our, into our brains. Some of them new, some of them old, and we're only conscious of a small handful of them. But if you're paying conscious, focused attention to your performance goal, you're more likely to remember it every day. You're more likely to pay attention to it rather than letting it get all caught up in all of that noise. So that's what steps six and seven are, is, is really getting all that information into your, your schedule and then using a, some sort of tracking sheet every single day. It can be online, but I actually prefer personally sheets that are written. That's why I give people a workbook with lines on it where you're handwriting stuff out. The brain works very differently to handwrite things um, than it does to type or, or anything else. And 
again, handwriting has been shown in the research to solidify commitment, to solidify, you know, and help you to remember stuff. And it's also, it, it sounds kind of cliche and a little bit weird, but it's like your signature. That's your handwriting on that piece of paper. That's your commitment. That's your contract with yourself that I am going to stick my hand out to three people every time I go to these right club meetings which is very different than typing or keypadding with your thumbs or something like that. So that's basically the whole system in a nutshell. As I say, I've got this all ready for people to download from your show notes and from my website. Where can they find that, Nancy? Just tell them right now. Just tell us right now where, you can, where, where they can get it. Uh, NancyMorris.com forward slash right club. Oh, well, that's R-E-I-T-E club. I've made a version specifically for you. Wow. So nancymorris.com, <laughs> and that's N-A-N-C-Y-M-O-R-R-I-S.com, forward slash, right club, R-E-I-T-E-C-L-U-B. That's it. That's where they can go and get a copy of the, the whole workbook. That goes through all the steps, plus the last sheet is this tracking sheet that I mentioned, and they just want to photo, uh, photocopy that or print it off as many days as is their goal and keep the blank version of all of this on their computer so they can use it again and again. So okay. this time it might be for, you know, one month's goal, then the six month right club event goal, then a, a six week goal, you know, blah, blah, whatever works. Great. Oh. Wow. So Nancy, you know what time it is now? We're going to do the lightning round. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with Laurel Simmons, and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast-to-coast, accessible at any time of day, and you can be in your pajamas like I am right now, and you can access our great contents. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along. And we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely. This is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us. Join our online community, register, and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register, it's free, and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. Okay, here we go. So Matthew what? McConaughey, chocolate <laughs> ice cream, <laughs> Maserati, Daniel. That's pretty funny when you, when, because the first question is, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> On a Sunday morning, I have a performance call that at least two of my Sundays every month, I have nothing planned in my schedule so I can get up in the morning on a Sunday and decide what I feel like doing for the next hour, 
and the next hour and the next hour. So I, that's a performance goal of mine. So generally speaking, on a Sunday morning, I get up and do whatever I feel like. All right. Okay. Include, including probably maybe a little bit of reading. So my, my question mm -hmm. for you is, what are you reading now? Whether it's fiction, nonfiction, whatever, it doesn't matter. What are you reading these days? I'm reading Expert Secrets on, no, uh, it's back there. Um, so Russell Brunson. Thank you, Russell Brunson, Expert Secrets. Oh, okay. okay. So now excluding your cell phone, what's the one thing you can't leave the house without? My uh, debit card. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, your debit card. Okay, all right. And my question to you is, if I give you a magic wand, and right now you could shake that magic wand and meet anyone in the world, whether they're dead or alive, who would you want to meet and have dinner, conversation, whatever with? My mother. Okay, all right. Okay. And that's I always answer that question the same way every time I'm asked that question. So. Okay. So, Nancy, where can people get in touch with you? I mean, you have the, you, you've given them yep. your website, but how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me at nancy at nancymorris.com. That's usually the best way to get in touch with me. Nancy okay. at nancymorris.com. They can also find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash nancymorris.com. So my business has a Facebook page as well. All right. All right. That's great. Thank you so very much, Nancy. And Thank you. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll listen to you and hear you and see you again on, on <laughs> the Right Club podcast. It okay. was real fun. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank okay. you. Bye. 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 So Danielle, what'd you think? Nancy really knows her stuff, doesn't she? Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> I like things organized. So now not only do I know what goals are and what goals are, what, what what is a goal and what is not a goal, but now I have seven points that I can actually list somewhere. And you know me with uh, lists and writing things down and I can make columns, I can do a spreadsheet, I can do whatever, but now I have a system to set goals, to celebrate, to make commitment, to, you know, to plan, to find partners, to, to, to put in a schedule and to keep track of all that. This, this is amazing. I mean, I don't know many, uh, how many times I've been in, you know, listening to or, 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 or reading about goals and stuff and never saw anything like this so precise, specific. So I, I'm blown away by this system. I can't wait to put my hands on the, uh, the book right after we're finished with the recording here and start working on this right away. Yeah, it's, it's just, she's, there's so much to think about. And yet she's made it so, so straightforward and simple for us. So Go and grab that notebook. It's it's really it's, or that workbook that it's really going to help you in terms of your um, of your your own goal setting. So I don't know about you, Danielle, but one thing I found really like the big takeaway that I had, and this was actually from part one, because it really struck me, is that the goal setting actually destroys your confidence. I never stopped to think of it that way, but I thought that was really really interesting that when you set a goal destroys your confidence because we're not setting goals properly right yes and uh, like we were talking in the in the podcast there so we set five goals which are not really five and then we we, we reach three which in a way is an achievement but all we're worried about or concerned about is um, how we missed on two and that and we beat ourselves over the head for the two we missed rather than celebrate the three that we achieved so this formula here would keep people from doing that and uh, celebrate. And uh, yeah, so uh, that, that is a really big 
point that she brought up and yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. So we wish you all the best as you, as you set your goals with Nancy's system. Again, if you have a moment, please rate us on Apple Music or Aspire or you're listening to the to our podcast it helps us get known across the country across the world actually we have people listening to us all around the world so with that we'll say bye everyone listen for our next podcast next week tune come on out and come to our live events if you can and if you want to come to our event for the first time as one of our guests uh, complimentary you don't have to pay anything you can email me laurel at the right club.com or daniel same thing daniel at the right club.com and we will get you in without you having to pay anything. So until then, folks, until we see you in the podcast or at a live event or online in our community, come grow with, with us. us. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.